Well, good morning again. As Ben said, uh, this is a Global Outreach Sunday. Uh, we have these from time to time. Um, when we have Go Partners uh, in town, often missionaries who come back from the field, uh, we have a unique opportunity uh, today because Janci is a national of Slovakia, the country in which he, uh, he ministers. So he made a special trip, not home, but away from home to, to visit us, uh, spe specifically to visit us here uh, at, uh, at Valley Bible Church and to bring a report about, uh, about what God is doing in Slovakia um, because we as a church have partnered together with him to see the gospel move forward in a part of the world where the gospel is not known, uh, where, where Christ is not, his name is not proclaimed, uh, God is not uh, glorified in that way. And so I hope that you are excited to hear, uh, to hear a little bit more about that ministry and that work. Um, and, uh, and that is largely what this is, an opportunity for him to give, bring to us a report of all that has happened. It's been about three years since he's been here before, and so uh, some of you may remember a little bit about, uh, about his ministry, uh, but we hope that you will be able to fill in more details for you uh, this morning. You'll notice the quilts uh, on the, uh, the blankets on the walls. Uh, that is a tradition that we have during our Global Outreach Sundays, our blanket maker ministry. Uh, they make blankets and quilts to bless people in our church, uh, those in our community. Also, uh, for our GO partners, uh, when they come, they like to give them uh, a quilt so that they can take it home, and as they see it, they can remember that we are uh, praying for them, that we are in partnership and in support of them. And so we have one for you, Yanchi. You can come on up. I'm going to give that to you real quick and then let you take over. So here you You're go. You're good with color. Yep. You are. So, so uh, yeah, yeah I, I can show you. Open it. He's going to open and it. And I will me. pretend I see it for the first time. Yes. <laughs> Brand new. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really nice. And, you know, I can preach like this. There we go. Last time you gave us a black and white color, and okay. I think this will fit very nicely. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Wow. It's a blessing. Thank you. All right. Give your attention to Yanchi. Well, before I start, I have a question. Are there any Seahawks fans <laughs> left after tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I see you. I, I'm so sorry. But you still do better than our hometown football team, which was closed. <laughs> yeah, like American football in Slovakia is very small. Um, there is bigger league in Czech Republic, which is next to us. So we tried to catch up with them, but it's not really possible. We're better in kicking the balls, you know, soccer. So <laughs> um, let me show you a picture of my family first, because... I stand here as a, as a church planter, as a person who plants churches in Slovakia. I will show you where it is, where it is later on, on, on a map. But I have to start with the family because that's my closest team. My church planting, closest church planting team is my family because I couldn't do it without them, especially because um, my education is computer engineer, where I have a degree from. That's whom my wife married. And... The decision to, to become church planters had to be the family decision. Uh, I, I wouldn't dare to do it on my own. So that's my wife, uh, my kids. My wife is an English teacher. So if you have any complaints about my accent, just send it to her. <laughs> and those are my kids. Very English names, Edward, Christina, nine, seven. And even they, as a small kids, are, are and were and are important part of what we do because one of the things I will explain later is that the, the church planting in Slovakia is highly relational. 
it, which means we, we, we serve with an open home, which is not really typical for European countries as much. Maybe Caleb can tell you more about Italy. I was, I was listening to his stories. That's very inspiring. So we, we would often serve and invite people to, to spend time with us, and especially we love people to be part of our family rituals, not just for a meal, but we encourage people to stay while we put our kids to bed, let's say, which means our friends, Christians or non-Christians, they stand with us, stay with us even when we read from Bible in the evening, even if we pray with our kids. And it's, it's funny to observe when we have um, people who are not Jesus followers visiting us, staying with us for the evening prayer. And I pray, my wife prays, our kids pray. The older they get, it's harder and harder. But they pray, and especially when they were younger, then they would, after their prayer, point to the guest. You pray. <laughs> uh, would you say no? <laughs> so it was interesting to see that even people that never pray did some prayer. So it's really a family mission. And just in case we have lockdowns and you see us on the street, the face masks, uh, this is how our eyes look like. So as you can see, um, previous two years were very similar in here and in Europe as well. And as far as I remember, is when I was a, a, a small boy, I remember being passionate for the gospel, especially because I realized I'm the only one Jesus follower in my, in my classroom. That was the reality. My classmates were not Jesus followers. My, my friends um, in school, like not just in the class, but generally were not Jesus followers. I was the weird one because I was not from the mainline church, but from some kind of a, to them it was a cult. So I got a lot of tough questions. I got a lot of t hard times, but it never discouraged me, actually. As far as I remember, it always made me, it, it drove me to, to go through my arguments, to go through my beliefs and go and try again and explain to people around me why I believe what I believe. And cut to the chase, here I am, um, still passionate for gospel, reaching uh, the rest of Slovakia. The, and, and the reason also is because I see the numbers, I see the reality. When I see the reality in Slovakia, it drives me to my passion for gospel. So last time I was here, I, I, I showed you that uh, there are more there are some numbers. Uh, there are more than 70% Christians in Slovakia. Um, we had a census last year. This is the number according to census. And this is the number according to me. Because being a Slovak means being a Christian by default. You're born Slovak, you're a Christian, unless your parents are super atheistic and they don't take you to church. But you're somehow... Uh, a cultural nominal Christian, but my friend, uh, also a church planter, did some research, and he said that professing Christian Christians in Slovakia, Jesus followers, would be 0.5% out of 5.5 million people. And also my friend uh, did some math, and he asked a question like, how long would it take until Slovakia had 1% of Christians, like Jesus followers, in a current rate of growth of church? And the answer is, it will take more than 2,040 years. I wish this number would be that, like the 2,040 in 20 years, 
But that's not a reality. If we're long enough to live, what we want, 4060 is the deadline or, or the time when at, at a current speed of growth of church in Slovakia, 1% of Slovaks would be professing Jesus followers. So there are many ways how you can bring gospel to Slovakia. And historically, there were many people doing all kinds of things. What I'm passionate about is about uh, church planting, because I believe that's a strategy to bring the gospel to the, to the Slovakia and everywhere, basically everywhere. It, it's not my strategy. It's God's strategy. I'm part of somehow. So some of you will know what I will show because we were here three years ago. Some of you not, so I will go through the basic stuff. Our church we do in, in Jigna, we plan, is called Zakostolon which translates church behind the church building. Sounds much better in Slovak language. <laughs> because it's a word play, word play, za, also is the shortcut for our town. And it also means behind. And if you put it into like grammar nerdish language, it also means our town becoming a church. So it has all kinds of flavor and taste. But for your sake, church behind the church building, which I've learned that you, you, you have every summer here outside, church behind the church building. So next time I, I'm here, I will bring our, our beach flag with me. We have our, <laughs> I will put it outside. We use this so people would know because we rent um, old theater, small theater. So we have this outside so people would know where to turn left or right, it depends. Our name we have reminds us that we are on a mission. We are not just church to be a church. We are church to be on a mission. And the mission is to saturate our lives and our city with the gospel. And we would love to be the church where unchurched people would love to return and grow as disciples of Jesus Christ. And this is really important that unchurched people actually would love to return. And I will explain why. Uh, and also our name reminds us that we are church behind the church building. When we get out of the church meeting on Sunday, we still are church. We are church on Sunday. We are church on Monday, back in our works, back when we are doing our uh, IT stuff, surgery stuff, teaching stuff, selling stuff. We are still church. So it's a reminder that we are not just a building or Sunday event. We are a family community who saturates itself and the city with the gospel every day. So whom do we serve? There are three characteristics I would like to share with you about our country. We are post-Christian country, which means we used to be a Christian. And now we're exporting our atheism as a Europe, the US, actually, sorry for that. But Europe is becoming, becoming strongly secularist, as, as well as Slovakia, and being Sometimes being post-Christian is worse than being non-Christian because being non-Christian at least gives you no emotions about the Christianity. But being post-Christian means people have a lot of emotions about what Bible is, what church is. And actually, most of Slovaks hate the church. That will be the reality, at least among my generation. Church would be something not just silly, but church would be something evil they want to get rid of, especially with the more secular and um, liberal movement coming from Europe. There's a big clash of cultures. So people would be skeptical, angry on Christians. Uh, second thing, 
we would be Catholic country, which means everything non-Catholic is suspicious to, to, to most of people. On a political level, everything is the same. Politic, politics need, want to be correct, like politically correct. But when you get under the hood, uh, I was always considered by my classmates as a member of a cult because I am not a Catholic. So when I want to, my mission is not to make Catholics Protestants. That's not the mission. Maybe that will be results for some. But uh, my mission is to bring the gospel and, and invite people to follow Jesus. And usually cross is the biggest obstacle in every culture. When, when, you, when you speak Christian stuff about relationships and loving each other, it's fine. But when you speak about resurrection and cross, it's crazy. It's super crazy. And in our country, also being a non-Catholic is an obstacle in, in presenting the gospel. So that's just the reality it is in, uh, in our relationships. And also uh, the way it works, uh, our mission and our culture is highly relational. So it's not enough just to make a good program and invite a really good guest speaker. It's, it's all about relationships. So this results that, um, or yeah, it, it influences the dynamics of the church. The church doesn't grow like that, which was a big wake, like um, sobering for me because most of the church planting books I read were from U.S. And the books are like, if you're not up to 300 people in three years, give it up. It doesn't make sense. Um, not really, but that was the, the impression. And it, it's not the way it is in Slovakia. Average, uh, I have some average estimate, it takes eight years for, for a person since the first time you present the gospel until the person, if the person decides to be Jesus' follower, to join the church or get baptized. Like eight years is normal. So whenever we get frustrated with my wife or with our team uh, about having hundreds of conversations and seeing no results sometimes, uh, I ask, how many years has it been? Six? Okay, two to go. It's like, it's really relational. So we started with a team of eight people, and the estimate that after six years of ministry of, of our church plant, this year we will have 38 members. It's based on the number of, okay, this is stuck somehow. Yeah, eight. Let me see, eight, 38, does it work? Yes. So. 38 member, adult members and their kids, 29, which is um, the number of current members and uh, the, those who um, requested to become members. So to us, to us, this is a miracle after six years of ministry. And we really are trying not to take people from other churches, but uh, to invite new people or to, to bring gospel to new people. I wonder if this works. Yeah, you can give just another slide. Uh, 65 adults and 35 kids would be regular attendance, uh, combined uh, the small groups we do and, and, and the Sunday meeting. And uh, another number is 200 people we were somehow in, in touch with. Oh, well. Yes, thank you. So these are the numbers, and uh, as you can see, um, to be talking about church planting in Slovakia and, or in our region, which is more like, well, it's not like the big city, uh, it takes time. It takes time. It takes commitment. And um, on, when I was uh, on a church planting training for two years, 
there were guys from Norway, from north part of Europe, and they told me that if I start from scratch, it will take seven years, seven years to have 40 members in church. So we're good so far after six years. So I was very thankful, thanks, for these kinds of uh, trainings we have in, in Europe, um, thanks to these new church planting movements, where we can share our experiences. This information helped us to, to set a ministry in a way that is sustainable and we won't burn out after two years. Uh, this, is, this is Slovakia. I will show you in a moment the map of Europe so we would have context, but this is Slovakia. Um, our city is up north. I cleverly hidden the name of the city behind this icon, but it's Žilina. And we are part of the denomination that has um, several churches across Slovakia. We are the only church in a northern region. The circle covers one to one and a half hour drive by car, depending on who drives. <laughs> yes, that's true. And uh, it's really tough region, really, really tough region. Not a lot of evangelical churches, almost none in, in some parts of the region. Not almost, like none in some parts of the region. So we have our team and we, we have passion to see churches growing in this region. There were some done by other missionaries that lasted for a couple of years, then they died. Like, it's really, really tough. And we pray for news, which is like northeast, west, south, for, for, for more communities we could plant in, in the future. And we're working on that. As people are traveling to Zilina, we are the, the center of the region, and, and, and they travel back, we, we pray that they, they could start something, and we could support it, which... Uh, it's a little bit happening in Pucho. It's on the left. Um, there's a community of 10 believers. Um, there are members. Uh, we travel there to help them do worship nights or just to make them, help them to make relations in, in their town and, and have small groups with them. And then on the right side, um, not really up there, but somewhere in between, um, there's um, five families visiting our church. Now they have really small kids. But I hope, and our hope is that if uh, their kids grow up a little bit, we can help them plant something there. So it's our thinking and it's our prayers to see more churches around. Um, last two years were similar to yours. I think this is familiar for you. We had COVID crisis as well, uh, which ended with the war. When the war came to Europe, suddenly there was no COVID crisis anymore somehow so in it, it was serious um in in the u.s your like churches have more freedom of wiggle wiggle room where you can at least a little bit your own stuff in, in our country it was very strict if there was a lockdown it was locked down for everyone even, even for churches and we had to wear masks and it was really 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 strict so we had three we had three really strong lockdowns and after the third one, the war started. So we as a pastors were exhausted, the elders were exhausted after two years of being church in this complicated situation, and exhausted people entered new exhausting situations. So Slovakia is the red link in the middle, and the war in Europe is right now happening between Russia and Ukraine, and we're right on the border with Ukraine. Uh, we don't have the 
fighting happening in, in our country. Um, we are part of NATO, so that would be a different story if uh, the war was in, in our country. Uh, you would know. But many refugees are coming from Ukraine to Europe, to our country. So even our church in Zhilina accommodated a couple of dozens of, of refugees together. Our church planned with our sending church. And uh, our members volunteered in, in a refugee center in our, in our town. So this is the, these are the events that defined previous years. This had uh, impacts on our economy. In Slovakia, the price of electricity went like seven to ten times higher. Uh, it influences companies, business, uh, rent, rents were higher. Um, we have 17% inflation rate last year. So there are econom economical influences. The political, we have no government right now, like functioning government, because all this crisis resulted into uh, government being overthrown. And uh, there are relational issues. We always had opinions in Slovakia. People had their opinions, but now they have wars between them, like in, in the families, in the churches, in the society. So that's something we have to deal with, and it defines our ministry a lot. So especially church, the, the government wasn't prepared, and especially church wasn't prepared for any of this in advance. So we have to figure out what to do as we go. Just to give you one peek into our problems, when war started, uh, Ukrainian refugees came in, into our church, some of, some of those. And later, during the war, Russian refugees came into our church, and they met together in, in, our, in our church. And I could tell they have a hard time to look at each other. But they are in one church. And, of course, gospel is about all that, but... We are people, and we have, to, we have to believe this somehow, and it takes time. So these are the things we have to deal with suddenly. Someone wanted, wanted to sit with someone or not wanted to sit, sit with someone in the same row, like really complicated stuff. So it redefined the way we work. Um, just a few pictures. This is how my working space looked like during two years. Uh, usually that would be our worship service space, but... Um, it turned to a recording studio. If you are now thinking right now whether I lost some weight, that's my brother. <laughs> and yeah, so another picture, this is how it looked like. Uh, we, we started to record videos and post it online and, and we realized that's a good way to serve our country, to, to share the gospel because for some reason it overcomes the greatest obstacle of being non-Catholic church because online, even Catholics watch online stuff from our churches. So we had many, many people watching our videos and responding to the videos we were posting online. So some of our elders served as online coaches and helped people to go, the people who responded online to go through basics of Christianity and we helped them find either local church or they showed up at our church. Uh, after after lockdowns were were finished, so we did online videos. Um, we also did podcasts. This is a Jose. He moved from Spain to Slovakia ten years ago, and he stayed. He learned Slovak in a year, and he studied theology in Slovak language. He married. 
He looks like 17, but he's 29. <laughs> and I'm 37. <laughs> and um, we started to do podcasts just before COVID, and COVID uh, accelerated the spread of the podcast because people were home. They didn't know what to do with their time, or they knew, but somehow they had more time to read books or listen to podcasts. And we, we became um, like the – we got the award for the best Christian podcast uh, two years in a row right now. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm not just trying to brag, even though it's nice. But the, the, the reason why I share this is um, that we realized that doing media, doing online ministry is a great tool where we are – we're good at, actually, as a, as a church. We're gifted. Uh, God sent people into our church who have this gift, and we can serve with this gift. So we try to do our best. So, for instance, this is one of the interviews we did with Jose, and uh, this is um, from the awards, from TV. And also we, we wrote a book based on a podcast. Um, this, this second book is called Why I Don't Want to Be a Christian. It's sold out, actually. <laughs> and... Uh, it's based on a Tim Keller's quote. Uh, Tim Keller, that's a good guy. He, he said that, um, tell me what kind of God you don't believe. Maybe I don't believe it either. So in this book, we are trying to deconstruct the current conception of church and, and Christianity and, and faith, how Slovaks view it, and reconstruct what we believe Bible says the faith and Christianity and church actually is. And we have a lot of opportunities to travel with this book, and churches invite us uh, to do speakers, like guest speakers. So, and, and it all is connected to what we do in Zulina as well. So it all, all is connected together. But this is what the, the situation with COVID and war enabled us to do, to, to re refocus some of our thinking and ministry. Uh, this is our podcast team that takes care of our social media. Okay, podcast away. Online away, we're back together. So some of churches in Europe and in Slovakia almost died after three lockdowns. And we thrived, thanks to God. So we're more than we were before COVID. So this is one of our Sunday meetings. My wife is uh, sharing something in front. Uh, it was um, the family gathering with kids. We had a kids program. Um, so that, that is a special kind of Sunday. Uh, this is one of our weekend retreats for some, some people go and we, we spend the weekends together. This is some barbecue we do, grilling, um, some of other pictures from, from our church. So, so we're back, back together and um, we, we have to, and we try to serve uh, the society um, in, in the current state I described. Uh, Outside in the lobby, when you go um, somewhere on an information desk, you can take one of these cards I brought. This is uh, not the picture of our old church, just one group uh, on a weekend retreat. And, and from the back of the, of the card, you can find my email. Or if you don't take a card, you can find my email in your bulletins you have in your hands. There, there's my email. And if you, if you send me a mail, I can put you in my mailing list. And I can share more of stories and, and pictures and videos uh, throughout the year with you. Um, there are 
things you can pray for. The first thing is that you can pray for more leaders in our church. We need leaders. And when we get some, we need more. And having a Christian leaders, seasoned, healthy Christian leaders takes many years to, to get. And we, uh, we don't have enough. And maybe it, it, one of the solutions would be that some Slovaks would move from another part of Slovakia and, and be with us. But that's not really how Slovakia works. So we need to be patient with people um, until they grew grow so that that's a big big prayer uh, second prayer is the financial I, I mentioned you um, there's big um, inflation rate like prices go extremely higher and uh, the church grow, grows slowly we always have much more needs than we can cover we can cover what we have right now with, with people in our church we can cover as it is but we don't want to have it only as it is we want to grow and share and 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 take care of the region, and thus we always fundraise 25% of our income um, you know, during the year. So something is covered for next year. Still we have $850 per month to fundraise. So that's also a prayer request, and thank you very much for already partnering with us and taking care of us. It makes all the difference. Thank you very much. It's, it's, a, it's a great help. And the third thing to pray for is the health of church. I mean, you've heard how many challenges we have, um, how many conflicts are there, how many hurt is there, um, and you can pray for health of the church, that the church actually would be salt and light to its city. I have some time to share a couple of stories. I, I tried to make it faster so you, you would hear them. There's a Bible verse in Ephesians ESV that says, uh, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. And since we're in a Bible church, uh, we also need to read the, the true translation of Bible, KGV. <laughs> yeah, so one of the things that church does is if it works well, if it's healthy, it, it shows the wisdom of God to heavenly places, but also to our city. If, if Ukrainians and Russians sit in the same spot every Sunday, it shows something about God. If, if people who would never actually meet or be together from different professions, different cultures are together going in the same direction, it, sh it re reveals something about God. If, if you see lives being changed, it reveals something about God. So there are many stories I always love to share. This is one of them. Uh, this guy is one of the examples how long it takes for people to, to trust you, actually, and, and join the church. He's almost 29. This is his baptism that happened during COVID. You can see the face mask. And uh, there's Rosodo Somsa written on his T-shirt, which means I have decided. And as we are reformed, God has decided uh, he has decided to be, get baptized, but I get to know him not when he was 29, not when he was 25, nor 20, nor 18, but somewhere 13, 14, 15, maybe 16, I don't know, like way, way, way before. And I got to know him through playing video games. Yeah, and we would just meet for the video game. He would went home. 
And later on in life, uh, I met him at some bachelor party, and he approached me. That was years later, and he, he, he t told me that, Yanchi, I'm super happy you're here. I hoped you will come to this party. There's stuff I want to talk about with you. So we talked, we talked, we talked. I invited him to, to meet every week for a lunch and read some books together, talk about it. Then he visited our church. Then he went away. You know, it was like this and that. And, and years later, he's, he's in our church. He's part of the leadership, actually, like heading towards that. He's in the process. And he really loves Jesus. He understands the gospel. And before his baptism, he brought me a bottle of whiskey. And he said, thank you for sharing gospel with me. <laughs> if that happens more often, I will have trouble. <laughs> so we have some time. This couple, uh, I was um, getting them married. That's one part of my life. I do a lot of weddings in Slovakia. And they came to our church, a 90 minutes drive from some region in Slovakia, just because they found out I can marry them and they want to have a Christian wedding. And they stayed with us since then. Even though they have to drive 90 minutes, sometimes they come, sometimes they watch online, but they are there. Almost every Sunday I can see like they're locked in and they're with us. I don't have a picture of this guy, but he, uh, he, he, wasn't, like, he wasn't attending church. He was not really Christian. And when COVID started, he came from some trip back home to Slovakia, and the lockdown started. So he thought, oh, very well. I have two weeks. I can play, because we were told it will take only two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lockdown. <laughs> So he, he, he thought, oh, very well, I can play PlayStation for two weeks. So he turned on PlayStation, and our video popped up somewhere in the recommendations, our church stream. And up to this day, he always asks me, how did you do that? <laughs> you know, how did you do that? And he, and he opened the video, and the video somehow answered the questions he was asking. So he stayed with us. And in one video we were doing throughout the streams, we realized we don't have a feedback from people. We should, we should put email address so people can contact us. Uh, so he was the first guy to contact us. He was the first guy to have a phone call with us. And as I was catching up with him later on, he was on his way to become a member of church in one town in Slovakia we have a partnership with. So that's another story. And the last one, let me see. Okay, again, uh, this, is, this picture is just for the sake, you, you would see we have uh, sofas in, in our church. And this guy that came recently, um, he came through the relationships we have through the um, refugee crisis relief through the center in, in Julina. And, yeah, that, that's, and when he came to, to our church, he was... Um, suspicious because he, he was invited there by one person and he was really suspicious like what this will be because he had bad experience with the church and when he entered uh, our room and he saw sofas he said oh this is a good place <laughs> and he's 
interesting guy because the very first day he came in and he see this is, this is really informal, he came to the doors and he was greeting everyone, shaking hands. <laughs> and I, I think people that didn't come for a, a while to our church, they thought he's our member. <laughs> and he's with us and, and he asks good questions and these are the kinds of stories we have and there are more of those. And when you see the, these stories, when you see what's actually happening in the church, and when people from outside can see it, they can see the wisdom of God. So I really believe we have to do all kinds of missions, all kinds of evangelism, and especially planting churches and having good, healthy churches everywhere possible. So thank you for being in this journey with us. All right, I'll uh, invite the worship team to come up. Um, we're going to pray for Yanchi here in just a second. But uh, if, you need, if you want more information, there may be some cards still left uh, at the information counter, at the welcome counter out in the foyer. If there aren't and there aren't any left, uh, I'll try and get some more made or we'll figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, and I can get you some, so contact me. If you have other questions, um, you can always use me as, as a contact or an in-between point, but I can get you in contact also with Yanchi. And, again, that information to contact him is in your bulletin. So unless you just throw that out when you leave, you'll have it. So there you go. Uh, but let's, uh, let's pray for Yanchi real quick. Father God, thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for Yanchi, uh, my brother, and, uh, and his, his ministry, uh, Lord, really across the world in Slovakia. Um, Lord, we, just, uh, we are thankful for the things uh, that he has shared with us. We're thankful for the way that even through uh, something that we would uh, see as being um, just a, a real challenge in the world, um, like a COVID crisis, Lord, uh, like the war in Ukraine, that you are uh, drawing people to yourself even through this and through their ministry, and we're thankful for, uh, for your work over there. Lord, we recognize that the work is, is far, far, far from done, and Lord, we desire that, uh, that more people in Slovakia would come to know you, and Lord, that, that your name would be made um, much of uh, there, and so Lord, we pray that you would Come alongside of, uh, of Yanchi and his wife, Lord, in, in a real tangible way, Lord, in raising up leaders, um, more men who are passionate about the gospel and theology, Lord, like, like Jose, Lord, that would share the burden of, of the gospel ministry there with Yanchi. And, Lord, we just pray also for the needed resources that they have. Lord, we recognize that their reality, uh, the resources are scarce and that the, uh, the people just aren't there. Uh, they, they don't have that same amount of, uh, of, of resources that maybe we uh, have the luxury of having and, and people joining in the ministry. And so, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you would continue to work and raise up more people. Lord, would you uh, encourage uh, and demonstrate yourself, Lord, to, uh, to Yanchi and Diana and, and uh, the team there in this way. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.